This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unc hosted by lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast presented by at&t connecting changes everything it's tuesday july 7th i'm oscar ramirez from the daily dive podcast in los angeles and this is reopening america As the coronavirus continues its spread throughout the country, some hospitals are also struggling to contain the spread inside its walls. While it's only a small number of overall cases, U.S. medical centers have reported over 5,000 cases of patients catching coronavirus after being admitted there for other conditions. And that number does not include the case of medical staff that have caught the virus at work. Melanie Evans, hospital reporter at the Wall Street Journal, joins us for more on how hospitals try to protect both staff and patients from infection. Thanks for joining us, Melanie. Thanks for having me. wanted to talk about an interesting uh, facet of this whole coronavirus thing and how it plays out in hospitals. Obviously, people are going to hospitals to get the treatment that they need. Sometimes they're spending long stays there. And the hospital staff obviously uh, has to work with them. They have to work with regular patients as well. It can be a very difficult thing. And uh, right now we're seeing that U.S. medical centers have reported over 5,000 cases of patients that caught COVID-19 after being admitted to the hospital for other conditions. I think that stat was just patients, but there's also a lot of uh, hospital staffers that are also catching it there from work as well. Melanie, tell us a little bit more about it, please. Hospitals, even outside of a pandemic, go to some pretty extraordinary lengths to prevent infections from spreading inside the hospital itself. So you've got doctors and nurses taking care of patients. Some of them have a contagious disease. You could think of measles, you could think of tuberculosis. And so hospitals have all of these various strategies for trying to ensure that contagious patients don't infect hospital workers and that the disease, whatever it may be, doesn't spread and you don't get a outbreak hospitals began to try to adapt the way they operate in order to prevent the virus from spreading internally, what we found was that there was a pretty inconsistent approach across hospitals as the pandemic hit the United States. And so, as you, as you noted, hospitals 
are starting to report what they consider to be hospital onset cases. So patients who've been exposed and contracted or suspected to have contracted COVID-19 while inside of the hospital. There isn't good data for exposure of hospital staff. And it's interesting. I mean, uh, one of the things that kind of hinders this is the reporting structure that they use to be certain that an infection occurred in a hospital. You know, the federal government doesn't ask them to report everything. It's uh, somebody's got to be there for at least two weeks and catch the virus there before they were reported as an infection you got there at the hospital. So there's a possibility of a bunch of other people that could have gotten it before that two-week span there. One of the hospitals that you focused on for your piece was the University of Illinois Hospital in Chicago. As you were mentioning, hospitals are trying to prevent the spread of this thing as much as they could, but even still it got through. And by mid-June, more than 260 nurses, clerical staff, custodians, techs had contracted the virus there. Four staff members died. So even still, it's it's just tough to contain all of this. The standard, the threshold for reporting a case of a patient contracting COVID-19 inside the hospital is pretty high. It's also voluntary. <laughs> so yeah. for those reasons, the infectious disease experts we talked to said the number is likely higher. So we've got about 5,000 cases since May 14th. That excludes anything that occurred sort of prior to that. But since May 14th, there have been roughly 5,000 cases reported voluntarily by hospitals that met this very high threshold. And to your point, we looked at one specific hospital that struggled with these protocols for keeping patients and staff separate. And when we interviewed staff and the head of infection control, what we were told was it is likely that the virus spread internally, that they were investigating, but they declined to share with us the results of their investigation, citing privacy. Four employees have died. Joyce Pacabus LeBlanc, she's a 53-year-old nurse. Juan Martinez, an operating room technician who worked on the third floor. Maria Lopez, a nurse who worked in the third floor operating unit. And then a phlebotomist, Edward Starling. He's 61 years old and he died on June 17th. You know, speaking to what you were saying about some of these protocols, they isolate infected patients. The buildings are engineered to help reduce the viral spread. A lot of people talk about these negative pressure rooms, which kind of suck the air out so that the virus doesn't stay in there. But then there's other research that shows that there's been uh, particles of the virus kind of in the hallways outside of those rooms. So it's a very difficult thing to contain. And, and to be clear, these numbers that we're talking about, these over 5,000 cases, these are a, a very small fraction of the overall number of cases. But, you know, it's hard to uh, for a lot of people to feel comfortable there if certain things like these are happening. Um, you know, it just complicates everything. Uh, the contact tracing is difficult in the hospitals, especially at the University of Illinois hospital that we were talking about, at one point there were so many people that were getting sick, it was hard to do the contact tracing there. They continue to work to boost their infection control practices. As we reported this story, we talked to hospitals across the United States over several weeks. And in the course of that reporting, hospitals described the ways in which their protocols and their efforts were changing. So Early in the pandemic, testing was limited. There was no requirement that everybody wear a mask. Now, testing is more widespread and hospitals have policies 
that require universal masking. Patients and staff are being asked to wear masks to help slow the spread of the virus. Hospitals in the course of the pandemic raced to re-engineer their ventilation systems and add negative pressure rooms. So yes, it is a sort of, it is a, an evolving response by U.S. hospitals in order to try to contain any possible outbreaks. Hopefully, as we continue to get through this, the hospitals can learn to manage it as best they can. Melanie Evans, hospital reporter for The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.